Thursday service. There's the microphone. Woo. Welcome to our Monday Thursday service for this evening. Thanks to all of you who are joining us either via Facebook Live or the live stream podcast on our website. And we are so thankful that we are able to do this. We're still working out some bugs with regards to the Facebook Live, so bear with us. But uh, we will continue to work on it and try to make it better. So tonight we, we begin with what is really a three-day service, and it's all, it's all one service. It begins with Monday, Thursday, tonight, and then with the Good Friday, tomorrow, and then, of course, the, the exciting conclusion to this three-day service, which is Easter Sunday. And so tonight we are going to be following the order of evening prayer, and if you have your hymnal, it's page 243 in your hymnal. The service of evening, of evening prayer... That's page 243. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Stay with us, Lord, for it is evening. Let your light scatter the darkness. Joyous light of glory. Blessed, o, blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, for you are merciful and you love your whole creation. And we, your creatures, glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will sing now hymn number 710, number 710.
us pray. Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth and the whole heavenly host and may glorify you forever. Amen. We sing the next hymn, number 445, 445.
first reading for this Monday, Thursday evening is taken from Exodus chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons. According to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations as a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. O Lord, have mercy on us.
to freely go our way. Only Jesus, only Jesus could cleanse the temple of sin. Only Jesus, only Jesus could make a sinner clean. Our second reading comes from Matthew chapter 26, beginning at the 17th verse. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes, as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. In these last days, he spoke to us by his Son. Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this evening from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. I'll begin by making a statement and then I'll explain it. We as human beings like rituals. 
Now, what do I mean by that? Well, rituals are patterns and celebrations that we observe time and time again, and they help us to identify, and they help to identify us, to reassure us, and to make sense of the world around us. Athletes have their pregame superstitions. Families have their seating arrangements at the dinner table. Traditions at Thanksgiving or at Christmas time, these are all rituals. Little children love rituals. You always have to read that favorite book the same way, with the same tone of voice every single time. But what happens when you break the pattern? Well, you have full-scale rebellion. That's what can happen. There better be a good reason for it, that's for sure. And for a while, there will be confusion and uncertainty. So if you're going to do something different, something new, you need to be sure that you know what you're doing. The Passover festival was, for Jesus' disciples, a ritual. We have every reason to believe that these followers had every year been part of this celebration that God instituted when he delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. And no matter what else they were thinking then, when Jesus asked them to prepare to celebrate the Passover, they were expected and expecting a ritual. Even though Jesus had been telling them troubling things that they did not understand, troubling things about his rejection and his suffering and his death. This evening would be the old, unchanging, familiar ritual. But no, there will be something new in the middle of the danger, the uncertainty, the troubling prediction that one of the twelve will betray him. Jesus gives his disciples something new, a new gift that had never been given before, something new that the Disciples only understood later, but that once they did understand and believe, became a gift that would carry them far into the future. The same gift comes to us every time that we gather for the Holy Supper to sustain and carry us into the future until all things are made new. And so, for a moment, let's put ourselves back into the events of that night long ago. We can't know specifically what the disciples were thinking, given their track record of not understanding what their Lord is up to. They may very well have been thinking, at last, something normal, the Passover. Even when sending them to prepare for this celebration, however, Jesus said something unusual. He said, my time is near. His time his time to complete the work the Father had given him to do, and his time to give a gift, something new, until all things are made new. If the disciples thought that this Passover meal was going to be normal, they were soon shaken out of that way of thinking. Matthew writes this, as we just heard, And while they were eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me. 
What a shocking thing for Jesus to say. Passover was about how God had saved Israel long ago from their enemies. Their enemies who were the Egyptians, their enemies out there. But now Jesus says that the enemy is in here, right in that upper room among the inner circle of the twelve. The security and peace of the old ritual gone. Whatever the disciples were thinking was shattered. The enemy is among us, is one of us, and it's even worse than they realize. The enemy is within us. The old salvation, as good, as, as good and as important as it was, is not enough. A new relationship is needed. A new covenant is needed. And God will have to do it. Because even among the circle of those who know Jesus best, one of them will betray him, and they will all fall away. Something new. That familiar night, Jesus made it clear that something new was needed. If there was to be forgiveness, if there was going to be a people of God and a people for God, people who are following Jesus. So, Somewhere during this familiar old ritual, Jesus gave them an utterly unexpected gift. It's not the kind of thing that they could have been expecting. And it is not a gift that they even understood, at least not at the moment. More than that, it's not a gift that you or I can understand or explain. It's a gift that comes because of who Jesus is, God's Son, with absolute authority to give the gifts He wants to give. It's a gift that comes because of what Jesus said. He said, take this bread and eat it. This is my body. Talk about something new. It's not, this reminds us of the bread of affliction, the bread of haste that our fathers had to eat when they left the land of Egypt. It's not just participating by faith in something that happened long ago. It is right now amazing, miraculous, stunningly new. That night, Jesus' body will be broken. With his own hand, he does something new. Take this bread and eat it, he says. This is my body. But there's more. Jesus took the cup of wine and gave it to them, and something new happened for the first time. That very night, Jesus would be betrayed, and his betrayal would mean his blood will be poured out to forgive sins. The old sacrifices were pointing forward to this all along. Now the Son of God's blood would flow to bring cleansing and forgiveness for everyone. Jesus gave them the cup and said, All of you, drink from it. This is my blood of a renewed and repaired relationship. A covenant between God and all of you. I want you to believe this. This is my blood that is being poured out to forgive you. Long ago, that night when he was betrayed, Jesus gave a new gift. Yes, God was keeping old promises, but now in the middle of that age-old Passover ritual, Jesus gave his disciples something new. 
a gift that would sustain them in their life as his disciples. Jesus' body and blood would forgive them as they believed his words in the days and years to come. Jesus' body and blood would bind them together as a people, as his people, as together they learned that Christ was risen from the dead and that he ascended into heaven and that he was with them as they baptized and taught new disciples. He would be with them. And this new gift would also sustain them. But there would be a time limit on this gift. Jesus said, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until you drink it, until I, until with you I drink it anew in the reign of my Father. One day God will set the full feast and unbridled banquet and the whole creation will rejoice. One day many will come from east and west and sit at table with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses, David, Isaiah and Paul and Peter and Augustine and Luther. God will offer the feast and Jesus will be the host. On that day all things will be made new in heaven and on earth. This is what happened that night so long ago. It was unexpected. It was a new, a new gift from Christ, his body and blood to strengthen and forgive his disciples, to bind them together as one people. It was a new gift until all things are made new, and all things are not yet fully made new. Still there is sin, darkness, brokenness, as you know, as you feel, as you and I do. Since the glory and the banquet are not yet fully here, this gift that Jesus gave long ago, this new gift, it is here for us also. It is Christ's new gift for us until all things are made new. And so this old, old story of what Christ gave his disciples, this story comes true again, right now among us. What we do when we partake of the body and blood of Christ is not just a remembering. It is not just a symbol. It is not an echo of what Jesus did. What Jesus gave his disciples that night, he also gives to us. Do not ask how. Do not ask why. Except to believe that he loves us. And we need it. Yes, indeed, we need this. Yes, indeed, we need this gift. It was not I back then, long ago, who betrayed the Lord, and it was not you. It was Judas, tragically turning away from his master to betray him unto death. It was not you, but it could have been I or you, or any one of us. The same seeds of uncertainty, of doubt, of cowardice live in me and in you, even as believers. Remember what we are taught to say, I, a poor, miserable sinner. That's not talking about how you feel emotionally. It's an acknowledgement of a fact. 
Perhaps we should say, Oh, Almighty God, I am still, even after all this time, a sinner, and I stand purely by your mercy, by your love, because of your support and strength and forgiveness. Lord, I have been afraid to follow you. I have spent whole days and weeks focused on where I wanted to go and doing what I wanted to do. I have actually thought that my life was mine instead of yours. I am no more deserving to be here, no more deserving of this new gift than the twelve were, huddled up there with you in that upper room. But just as Christ gave this new gift to them, so he gives to us today. Every time, and and Lord, hopefully soon, that we gather to believe what Jesus said about this bread and wine, Jesus gives. We believe his words that tell us that our mouths eat his body and our mouths drink his blood. Our hearts believe that this gift is to forgive us and to bind us together with each other in him. Because we are gathered with our same old lives and our same old struggles in this same old tired and worn out world. Jesus gives a new gift until all things are made new. So, Our thirst is quenched, even as we thirst for living water that will never stop flowing. Our hunger is satisfied, again, even as we hunger for God to put the world right and to make us holy and loving and obedient children. Our stains are wiped away, even as we walk in a world stained with sin. We eat and drink together as one people, even as we long for the day when all disciples We'll eat together at the table of the Lord, because all things will be made new. It was dark outside that night, long, long ago, and the disciples were, were troubled, afraid. They didn't even recognize the new gift that Jesus was giving them, but after he rose from the dead, they saw and believed The new gift sustained them until the day when all things are made new. It can be hard to be his disciples. It can be dark in this world that we live in. It can be dark in our own hearts. But fear not. Christ Jesus has given his body and poured out his blood to conquer your enemies and to forgive your sins and to bind you together in faith and in purpose. This old gift is new again today. May we receive it, receive him again and again and again until he comes to make all things new. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue by singing the Song of Mary. If you have a hymnal, it's on page 248.
And so at this time, we would normally be collecting our offering, but we will use this time to uh, just give a reminder of during this season the three ways that you are continue that, that you are able to continue to give your offering and your tithe. The first way is to go to the website that is www.trinity1874.com, and in the top right corner of the page that you open to is a button. That button is called the donate button, and you may click on that, and it's very easy to follow, and you may able you may be able to give online. The second way is to come by the church office to the, uh, to the North Breezeway, and in that Breezeway is an offering basket, so if you want to come to church and drop off your offering in that basket, you may do so during the normal church business hours, Monday through Friday, uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., or you may mail in your offering or tithe to the church office as well. We continue with prayer. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. For Matt and for Lee, for all pastors in Christ, for all servants of the church, and for all the people, let us pray to the Lord. For Donald, for all public servants, For the government and those who protect us, that they may be upheld and strengthened in every good deed, let us pray to the Lord. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place, let us pray to the Lord. For those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation, those who toil, those who sing, and all the people here present who await from the Lord great and abundant mercy, let us pray to the Lord. For favorable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, and for peaceful times, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and need, let us pray to the Lord. For the faithful who have gone before us and are with Christ, let us give thanks to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Heavenly Father, we lift up in prayer the family of Margaret Holly, who 
passed away this past week and has now entered into eternal rest with you. Lord, we ask that you would wrap your loving arms around her family for Ellie uh, and for all of those, Lord, who are saddened by this. Lord, may the peace that surpasses all that our minds can do surround them. And Lord, may they know and take comfort in the fact that Margaret is now in heaven with her Heavenly Father. She can see her Savior face to face. And for this, Lord, we thank you. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We sing our final hymn tonight. It's number 433. 433.
And so at this time, we will continue with the stripping of the altar for Monday, Thursday.
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.